1: Pittsburgh
0: Steelers fans, what is going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the steelcurtain.com with you for another episode of The Steelers Preview, getting you geared up and all ready for this this is uncharted waters. We've never had a week 18 in the regular season before, but here we are, the Steelers, Ravens, it's Ravens week. All three of us live in Maryland. Brian Anthony Davis, what's
1: going on? Oh man, am I pumped. I am so pumped because it is Ravens week and I look forward to this week every year. Do you, I just saw on my time hop this year from, it was in September, it was actually September 11th, my 10-year time hop was me with my neighbors putting a Ravens magnet on the back of my car that I had to have on for two weeks because the Ravens killed the Steelers in week one on September 11th, 2011. And so that was what I saw that day when my time hop came up and we've, you know, we have Raven fans, we have purple all around us. And it's so great being the bad guy. It's so good to be the black and gold bad guy. And I carry that like a torch. I do that with the capitals too. So anytime that the, uh, I mean, my big joke with all of these fans around us, they're like, Hey, do you know math? What's better five or one? And I do that with the Penguins and the Capitals. So it's like we're always hearing it from these people. So I love Ravens week. And I love the fact that the Steelers could end the Raven season. Now, the Steelers season could end too, but the winner of this game gets to justify asking for that miracle, that football miracle down in Jacksonville. There you go, Dave. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey. play hard all right yeah um good to be here yeah thrilled yeah absolutely so it is raven's week and there's a lot to get to we're gonna get right into the show tonight and and the brian really did a good segue there unintentionally probably about there's a ripple effect with this game on sunday um and this all started for me when i was writing the article ran on thursday morning at behind the steel curtain.com your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers where I was looking at the opponents for 2022. I always do this. And then after the season's over, whenever it's over, actually, whenever the regular season's over, I will finalize everything and put the article out again. So everyone knows who they play next season, where the only thing you don't know is days and times, which won't come out until the spring. Boy, is there a stark difference in who wins this game and who loses this game. Now, technically... The Ravens could finish in last place. Dave said this on his Geek Thursday morning. Make sure you check that out on our podcast platform. And that is, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, if the Ravens lose on Sunday and then the Browns win, then the Ravens would be in fourth place, correct?
2: Yeah, because they would have identical records, Um, correct? They would both be eight and nine, because right now the Ravens are eight and eight, Cleveland seven and nine. So then you go to division record. The Ravens have only won one divisional game. And if they lose to the Steelers, they finish the season winning one divisional game. Yeah. So, but well, for, sorry. The next thing they would have gone to is head to head, where the Ravens and Browns split, and then it would be divisional games. So that would so that would put the Ravens all the way at the bottom. So. so whoever whoever
0: finishes in second in this division in the AFC North this year is going to be making a trip to Indianapolis to play mm-hmm. the Colts, and would be making a trip to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Whoever finishes third will be making a trip to Houston to play the Texans and to Washington to play the football team.
2: Now well, there'll be put, something else by then. We just don't know. There's well, sp- right. Yeah, they are yeah. getting it. Yes, they are. You're correct. <laughs> so they'll
0: be the Washington somethings, but still, uh, and then they'll play either the Chargers or the Raiders, depending on that that flip. That's kind of a coin flip, in my yeah. opinion. That's a big difference. Indy or Houston. <laughs> Philly Can- for Pittsburgh hasn't won since what 1950 something in Washington, where Pittsburgh has a very good record. Dave, what do you want to say?
2: Well, I, what I was going to say about that, looking at the numbers of that right now, um, Philly is in the postseason right there, locked in. Yes, they have clinched. okay, spot. and what and Indy has all but clinched a spot. All they have to do is be B- Jacksonville. Jacksonville. So, you're talking about are you going to go on the road to play? you know, at least one, if not two playoff teams or teams with winning records, because right now they're both nine and seven, the worst they can finish is nine and eight. Or do you want to go to the four and 12 at best <laughs> five and 12 Houston <laughs> Texans or the six and 10 or at best seven and 10 Washington something or others?
0: I'm not suggesting the Steelers lose or anything like that. And, no. but if you know,
2: silver so lining.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it would be. And that's a big, big difference though. Is it not? I mean, Brian, what do you think about that?
1: Man, I, I tell you, I did not know that it was the uh, the NFC East. I, I wasn't sure what that, that formula was yet, so I had not read that. So you just told me something there. But I, because I know the formula every, th- I could tell you who they're playing for the most part with the exception of three teams in 2042 if the formula stays the same you know that's uh because the formula since 2002 has been so easy but yeah i mean that's just like draft position that's just like everything you know that's something we talk about when this when week 18's over and hopefully not hopefully we're talking about that later in january or maybe february 15th you know so yeah. we have no problem talking about it then and i know that's uh i'm stealing dave's shtick here but yeah Go west to King of Wishful Thinking. And but we still have it's justified. The Steelers put themselves in a position for us still to be dreamers right now. And that's it. And we're dreaming. Sometimes dreams come true. Yeah, I think that the draft
2: and we're back, ladies and and gentlemen. I think the draft
0: position is like four slots difference between who wins and loses this game. On Sunday. And so there's the draft out there that are going to say that's four picks where you could get the player that you really want. But at the same time, I'm not wishing the Steelers lose not on Ben Roethlisberger's last game of his career or the, the regular season. But I mean, still, this is the, the the crux of our podcast is it's the ripple effect. So the ripple effect of winning that game means that next season, and that always happens if you finish a slot above another team, you're going to have a more difficult schedule. Just like the Bengals finishing first place, they're going to have a difficult schedule next year because they're going to have to play the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to have to play the Tennessee Titans. All these teams that they're going to have to play because they all finished first place. Buffalo Bills probably right. Well, they're paired up with the East next year, the AFC North, so they would play them anyways. But yeah, so. Um, and they're and in the, the Dallas and the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas because Dallas won the NFC East. And therefore, that's the first place team in that division. Yeah. Good. Good.
2: What I was going to say was looking at who they could play next year, you know, only having those three games that you don't know uh, if they have to play the Houston Texans. That's basically their longest trip, unless you think Miami's farther than Houston. That would be their two farthest ones. So you're talking about traveling south, not not pulling a Brian Anthony Davis to have to go west because (laughs) of who they're because they play the NFC South and the and the AFC East. So and and then their AFC West matchup, they'll host that one. So it's a pretty good travel schedule, Mm -hmm. regardless of how it works out cuz I thought
0: didn't Dave correct me or Brian if I'm wrong I thought that the NFC West and AFC North would stay paired up for 2 years and that cuz you know this year the NFC West traveled to the AFC North um and then no but that's going that's rotating no, around too and I was like yeah, wow and, that that saves the Steelers from having to travel across country
2: they'll never have to go to the NFC West because it'll always be And if they keep everything the same for the next, the next time they get around to the NFC West, that extra, well, they'll have to, when they match up against the NFC West, Yes, but when they do that single game, they'll never have to travel to it. They will always host it. They will always travel to the East and they will, and then, and they will always travel to the South, but they'll, they'll host the West and the North, the way it'll work out because it's always, it's that team. Cause it's funny. I like this because it was exactly my suggestion when I suggested a 17 game schedule, Um, back in 2018 and like my third article I ever wrote for the site that I said, throw the extra game in as the NFC team, you're two, two seasons removed from playing either backwards or forward, same thing and the same seed. And that's exactly what they did.
0: Yeah. So there's also another ripple effect here. And that would be the fact that it's going to ignite the free agency talk. Um, Mm -hmm. in this case, let's talk about Joe Hayden. So guys, Joe Hayden, uh, our buddy Jerry Bear, Jerry Dulack of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, put out some, not a cryptic tweet. He didn't just write Joe Hayden Steelers or anything like that, and that was it. He just said that this might not be the end of his time in Pittsburgh. So uh, what do you all think about Joe Hayden and his potential return, Brian? I think we would all want him
1: back, but do you think he'll be back? That's a different question. It depends how much he listens to his agent. It depends what the market is for him and it depends what kind of values Joe Hayden has. And because Joe Hayden could, and when I say values, all I'm saying is that he might, and he he seems like the kind of guy that would rather compete for a title than get those a little bit more money in, in free agency. You know, I mean, is he going to want to go to a team like the Houston Texans that might throw a bunch of money at him, Or is he going to be rather sticking around with a team like the Steelers? We saw something with, I thought when Ryan Kerrigan made his move to go to the Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh was there coming to Colin, I kind of thought that he made the move more because he wanted to stay in the East, in the NFC East. And that's kind of one of the things that he said where, the way the Eagles ended last season, you would have almost thought that it would have been a no brainer for him to go to a team like the Steelers. So, you know, it just depends what's going on in his head, but Joe Hayden seems like a guy right now, if his career ended tomorrow, even though he's played more years with the Cleveland Browns and he's, he becomes a hall of famer, then he goes in as a Pittsburgh Steeler because I think he identifies more as a Steeler. So, if you look at them, you just you look at the fact he has to decide really where he wants to be. He might be the kind of guy that, I mean, he got a really nice contract from the Steelers. He might be the kind of guy that another 1500000 million doesn't mean that much to him um, to go to a team like Jacksonville, and he'd rather stick around in Pittsburgh.
0: We should call that the Kevin Green syndrome or something like that, where he only played... A few years in Pittsburgh when he got in the Hall of Fame, he, he played more years in L.A. with the Rams. He played with the Niners equally as long, the Panthers. Like, nope, I'm, nope, I'm a Steeler.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: Dave, what do you think about I, Joe I Hayden? love it.
2: Yeah, um, and, you know, does he do a Tyson Alualu who almost really left and then said, you know what, that extra little bit of money isn't it worth it. Here's the, my view on Joe Hayden. They're like, oh, he wanted a contract extension, and the Steelers said no. It wasn't no. I think the answer was let's see. You know, you're getting up there. You think you're still worth this much. We're not ready to say that you're going to be next year. It's not that we're not going to want you, but let's make let's see how everything plays out. Let's see how everything was plays without the rest of our roster. Maybe we don't think we have the money now and we will later. Maybe we'll think we'll have the money later and we're not going to. Maybe. You know, maybe you're going to outplay the contract we would have given you. Maybe you will not live up to the contract we would have given you because of all those reasons and his age, it was a good idea to wait, but they don't have to wait until the middle of March. Well, I I wish I knew the date right now. I'll know the date as soon as the season's over, but right now I don't care about that, but they don't have to wait until that, until that first day of free agency and stuff. If they don't want to, they could just say, Hey, Joe we want you around. You showed us, you showed us this year. Yeah. You had some injury issues. This is what we're comfortable with. We would like you to have this amount for you to finish up, you know, with the Steelers. What, what say you, Joe? And I, to me, that's how it plays out.
0: Yeah. I think a player like Joe Hayden, who shockingly has never been a free agent, you know, this might be one of those deals where the Steelers write a number on a piece of paper, slide it across the table. This is what we're willing to give you. If you want to test the open waters, go ahead. If you don't like it, that offer is still on the table. I I don't know. I'm just – go ahead, Brian. What do you think?
1: Oh, I was waiting until you were going to finish. One big thing that nobody's talking about that just popped into my head right now was Monday night. There's going to be a lot of ripple effects from that Monday night game. And it's the way that the organization, the way that Mike Tomlin and the fans treated Ben Roethlisberger, and I could see a guy like Joe Hayden wanting that kind of moment. Seeing that—that's a good point, to, point that I
2: haven't thought of.
1: Wanting to that, walk that away could, a yeah.
2: That could that could help guys say, "Man, I want that. I want to be able to have something even half of that whenever it's my time. If I know I'm going to be going um, and playing my last game." That's a good point. Yeah,
0: that, I didn't, that, that never crossed my mind. They, they did it right, and Ben got every accolade, or he got his due for once, mm-hmm. you know, from from the national media. Another thing that's going to happen, and this is a super chat I want to bring up here by SteelDog88, gave us $5, okay. is – uh, here we go. He said, do you think J.C. Hasenauer can play himself into the starting center role heading into the next season with another performance? I'm not about to hmm. start talking about next season already. But you're going to have position battles. Let's talk about this. And Steel Dog brought it up. What do you all think about JC Hassenauer's performance in week 17 on Monday night? It was just one game. But is that enough for you to say, hey,
1: like, let's give this guy a legitimate look? Brian, we'll start with you. It earns him an invitation is what it does. And it earns him a lot of respect from the organization. And a lot of people saying, hey, maybe this guy has matured into a very good center and maybe he could be the next guy it earns him a part of the conversation. It does not, what it does not do is it does not take away the conversation and throw Kendrick green out of the conversation. It creates an open competition is what it does. And there's nothing bad about an open competition.
0: Dave, what about you and JC Asnar?
2: Okay. Um, several things. First of all, go watch the film room on com. your one shop yes. shop for Altix Pittsburgh, written by KT Smith today. Talks about the blocking the offensive line. There was also something that was brought up today by one Bob Labriola of Steelers.com, um, and it's this. The Steelers kind of dumbed it down a little bit last week. And it could have been in a good way. I don't know if they did it because it was Hassenauer and not Green. I don't know if they did it because it was SEMO. That's Coach uh, Morgan, the the new offensive line, interim offensive line coach, I guess we should say. Um, or Or what? But when you look at it, they weren't running, they were still running sub motion with their offense in the running game, but not as much. Um, they weren't running as much motion completely across the formation as they sometimes do, which what that does is that changes up where guys are and could change the blocking assignment when they're already there and frozen and waiting to snap the ball. Then all of a sudden, boom, everything, you know, they've made their calls, they've pointed, and now all of a sudden everything's changed. They didn't do that as much. I don't know if that was because of hour or not. We don't know. Also, Kevin pointed out how they ran a lot of more inside zone, which is not something that they had done nearly as much this season. Is that some, once again, is that because of the new coach? Is it because of the personnel, everything else? What JC Hassenauer does is it allows them to have an option to do something like that. If they decide, you know what, maybe we don't want to run the same kind of run scheme that we drafted Kendrick Green to, to do. We want to run a different one that maybe JC Hassenauer is a better fit. That's fine. Also, like you said in Let's Ride, it's one game. Even if he does well this week, because it looks like it's going to be him because Kendrick Green, he was limited yesterday and then went on the COVID list today. So it looks like it's J.C. Hasenauer again. That would still just be two games. So remember that. And J.C. Hassenauer last year was not good. Jeffrey Benedict will go on and on about that to say how he was not good. So remember that. Also, I said it before. If you think you just want to throw Kendrick Green in at guard, if he's not good enough to play center, he's definitely not going to be good enough to play guard. Don't just think he's magically going to be this all all pro player because he moved one spot over and doesn't have the responsibilities there. He's either got it or he doesn't. So if he's not going to be your center, I, I wouldn't bank on him anywhere else. That's one. Two, how are we going to continue to throw players away after one season in the NFL? Is that, is that what fans are going to constantly do? Everyone's wanting to just everything with Kendrick green. It's one season. It's one season. There's no way the Steelers are going to give up on him that fast. Now, I don't think he should be penciled in as the starter necessarily. I think he should have to fight for that job, but my goodness, give the guy a chance more than one NFL season as a third round draft pick.
0: Yeah. I, I think when you look at the number of rookies that come into the NFL and they look game ready and they are going out there making plays, and yeah, well, you see them a lot, but not as a third-round pick, in my opinion. Yeah, there mm-hmm. are outliers. I'm not going to. And we all can rattle off some players that have done it, but in their first year, I mean, that's that's not the norm. We'll put it that no. way.
2: The, so, the, there's, I months. mean, I I did that. Was that a stat geek that I did to say how little third-round draft picks play for the Steelers their rookie e- year?
0: Yes, that was. Yeah, yeah.
2: yes. I mean, they play first and second rounders when they can, but they don't play third rounders really. Yeah. And wow, I mean, look at that. Was it 15 starts?
0: Well, and then, uh, here's a guy that was a first rounder who played a lot and he continues to get better. Sean Manahan (laughs) gave us two dollars, and that's Mr. Trent Jordan Watt, who was named MVP of the Steelers today, Thursday. Third straight time, first time in team history. Is it not that they've had three? Is it the first time that someone's won it three times or the first time they've won it three times in a row?
2: Fifth time. This is fifth time. time. No, fifth time somebody's won it three times.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yes, that's incredible.
2: Um it was in my article. I, I'm trying to remember who they are. I so that's why I was that wasn't gonna be my trivia because of that. Uh let's see, it was Rod Woodson, it was Jerome Bettis, it was Heinz Ward, and it was the four-time winner, big Ronald Jack. Ocean.
0: Oh wow, okay,
2: <laughs> yeah, Ronald Ocean. Oh <laughs> um, Mr.
0: big Mr. Big, Chess, Mr. That's what big got Chest, so it got him out of Pittsburgh because yeah. Juju got it and yeah. not
2: Mr. Big Chest. And he didn't get it for the fifth time. So, uh, but yeah, but no one's won it three times in a row.
0: Oh, okay. So no one ever has ever won it three straight seasons.
2: Yes. No one's won it three in a row.
0: You'll think the, and this is something I brought up on let's ride on Friday for my show. Do you think that TJY he's gotten better every year? And do you think that's still possible? Or are we seeing like the pinnacle, Brian? What do you think?
1: I don't think we're seeing the pinnacle. I, I think we are seeing, one of those generational players where who is going to we haven't seen a superstar like this on defense in a long, long time and what he's doing. And, you know, I talked about this earlier on in the season, just talking about how great he's played early in his career and we haven't seen that. And I mentioned the sack record and I got lambasted for mentioning the sack record because this is a team game. Now I think a lot of people are excited about the sack record this weekend. But if you look at the fact that the man has 71 sacks in five seasons and the Steelers record is 80.5 by James Harrison career record, that means and, and that's an official team, official and unofficial team record. There's nobody with this, is no uh, uh, Big Daddy Lipscomb, or this isn't Joe Green, would have had um, 400 sacks if it was counted. No, Joes are counted in there. So, what I'm saying is, he could, if he gets half of the sacks that he has this season, just half, he breaks Debo's all time record. And he is showing to be having numbers like Reggie White and Bruce Smith. So this is this is a guy that is going to end up with better sacks totals, better stats than his brother, and even though his brother's boasting the fact that well I've done twenty twice, but you didn't break the record, JJ. Yeah. <laughs> but what what I'm saying is that yeah, the sky's kind of the limit for this guy if he stays healthy.
0: Gosh, he's, he wasn't healthy that much this year, and he still has no. 21 and a half going into mm. the last game. Comes off he, the
1: COVID list yeah. and gets a couple sacks. Mm. Comes off of a week, week one.
0: week one, mm. never practiced with the team. All camp or preseason, steps in and gets a couple in Buffalo. Um, I think, you know, think about TJ Wad. You said 80 is James Harrison's
1: mark? 80.5. He's
0: over a quarter of the way in just this season. <laughs> Yeah, these these are just mind numbing <laughs> stats. Dave, what do you think about T.J. Watt? Have we seen the best or is there more, Every, more to come?
2: I've said it the last two years. If I, if we could just get the same from T.J. Watt of what we got last year, the Steelers are going to be in great shape.
1: Yeah.
2: And he's still gotten better each year. So I don't want to say, you know, I don't expect him to get any better. I really don't. You take what you were doing when you were healthy this year. You just keep doing that. That's fantastic. Um, maybe the only difference next year is he's, you know, gets more playing that gets more snaps because of how many games he missed or how much time he missed due to injury. And I'm fine with that, but because to expect something that's that good to get even better to me is just asking an awful lot, but yet that's what he's done. So I'm um, not going to count that out.
0: No, absolutely not. And the thing is, is when you think about TJ Watt and everything that he's done, I mean, since he's coming to the league, it's remarkable how he com- continues to up the ante, up the ante, up the ante. I mean, you got to think at some point, the, the dude gets held a ton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing yeah. too. People say, oh, well, you know, he tripped Aaron Rodgers and Baker Mayfield fell down. He got a credit for that one. It's like, okay, but how many times is he getting held? And <laughs> he would have gotten a sack. And I feel like, yeah, I know that all pass rushers get held. I don't need to hear it from all you fans out there, but still. Um, so, okay. I want to get I mean, to another. Su- I'm that? pretty
2: sure Isaiah Loudermilk's first career sack was because he was the closest when a quarterback ran out of bounds.
0: But he had gotten That's one taken away. But didn- didn't he, he get one taken take away, because away the Before
2: because of a yeah. penalty. But, yeah, sometimes you just have to be there. I mean – Think about it. Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield doesn't slide at the line of scrimmage if T.J. Watt's not right there. He tries to get a couple yeah. more yards. But T.J. Watt's there. He's like, nah, I don't want any of that. And
0: T.J. <laughs> TJ Watt, I don't know if Baker said something to T.J., but T.J. Watt oh, had it out for Baker in that game on Monday night. I mean, you could see <sighs> the, the ESPN cameras were zooming in, and he was pointing at him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Baker Mayfield's got to be like – I don't know what I did to piss that guy off. But I really <laughs> I... wish I wouldn't have done that. Whatever I did, right. I, I, I apologize. I sincerely apologize.
1: I think it was that out of bounds play on on Halloween when he was throwing the ball and and uh, <sighs> just all the. Do so you think it was carryover from the last time they? Played? Oh yeah, I I think I think there's some hatred for the way Baker celebrates against the Steelers. I I really that's the reason I started not liking them. And I think there's some players that do rub some guys the wrong way. And I have a feeling that that Baker is the that uh, those guys watch that stuff, and when we we called him out, we called Baker out when he did that on Halloween because it was just I mean this is what this guy does, and those guys notice and they want to knock him out just like the Cincinnati Bengals wanted to knock out Juju in that game in 2020, and they hit him harder than usual so. There's guys that, that takes some players that they want to hit harder than others.
2: I, I, I was going to say this. You're like, do you think they hold that over? All right. If, if you think someone's a jerk, then someone's always going to be a jerk. Okay? When I was a freshman in high school, there was a guy on another basketball team that I kind of mixed it up with because I just thought he was a royal jerk. If I went somewhere and he was there to play a pickup game, you think I'm still going to hold on to that? Tw- or, you know, thirty years later, you know how tuned I am. I'm still going to take it to him. So, of course, if Mayfield does something like that, it doesn't matter that it was in October. Of course, you're going to re- if that's a guy that you've already said. Well, no, you know, I didn't mean I have that. Him, then no, next time I I play him. I'm going to get the best of him.
0: Trust me, I'm the ultimate grudge keeper. I'm talking about. <laughs> I didn't know if you all had seen something that had happened during no. the game. Oh,
2: okay. Who cares? Go get him. Go kill him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Baker McAdams sucks. I mean, I, yeah. I put that on Twitter. Breaking news: Baker sucks,
2: and he knows he might never get to sack him again because, for all we know, we won't even play another NFL game. Well, because Baker, for all we know,
1: he's the 2023 Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback. Keeps
2: stop talking it. about that. Is just you know, but remember, Brian was sure this wasn't really Ben's last home game. So hey, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Antonio Jokin. Brown
1: agrees with me. <laughs> two great minds.
2: There's no way he went through all that to say, "Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna come back."
1: Okay, now, Brian I kinda, he, he can't that. now. Yeah. now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Brian, when you uh, when you say that about Baker Mayfield in 2023, I immediately think about the scene in uh, the um, Talladega Nights where his crew chief says, "Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <And> do not <laughs> put that on me, Brian Anthony Davis. Uh. Do not." Say Baker Mayfield is going to be the next
2: quarterback. The late, great Michael Clark Duncan. Yes,
0: he was great. All right, uh, Sean Manahan also gave us $2 and says – What's up, Dave?
2: I want to answer this. Okay, does Aloalo come back? I mean, he's under contract. I believe. That's my answer. Walu is under contract for the 2022 season. He right now would have a cap hit of just under 3.5 million dollars. If the Steelers were to release him, or he or were he to retire, he would carry a, a dead money hit of under a just under a million dollars, and they would save 2.5 million dollars. He'll be back. Yeah, if he's if he's yeah. Able. And he's healthy, yeah. yeah. He'll be back. He's been on the sidelines. He's yeah. been on the
1: sidelines, still with the team. He's a part of this team. The only reason he's not going to be back if the Steelers decide that they don't want him back. He's not going to go through what he did last year and not come back. And that's kind of what I said about Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger comes back next year if the Steelers say, Ben, we want you back. Ben was definitely coming back if the Steelers said, hey, we want you back. But... Yeah. That that's what's going to happen with Alouwalo,
2: and they're not having to shed crazy cap. I mean, really, do you think Alouwalo is worth you know three and a half million dollars? I would say to see if he can still play. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Now, when you talk about someone more like a Zach Banner, that's a harder question because of the amount of money and what you know and everything else. But for me, Alouwalo, I would say yeah, yeah.
0: Sean Manning also gives two dollars to forget JC Hassner. How about Waitman? Forget big press.
2: Yeah, look, we're still I, talking punters
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i said this on last friday i was like are we really having this much conversation about punters bring in competition sign him to yeah. a, a reserve contract and he, let no, him he's in
2: he's and- i think he's under contract for next year i think when he signed it was a two-year oh. deal well there you I'd go have, I'll, I'll double check just to make sure
1: just like the center position let him go at it yeah yeah Here's a, and the thing gonna...
2: is I don't think that they could. it's not like they could release Waitman this week because they signed him off of you were trying to remember which practice squad Jeff. Yeah. It was it was the Patriots. Oh. Well, Ooh. it was it was the <laughs> other punter that came no, it was the other punter that came in that had been with the Falcons. Okay. Where they signed two punters. So I remember Atlanta
0: being in there yeah, some at some. You weren't
2: crazy. Okay. Yeah, he's under contract now for 2022 at like, at you know the the minimum for that right. amount less than a million dollars. cordless Waitman's yeah. coming to camp next year.
0: Nation 412 gives us $2. Thank you for the tips. Is Watt better win defensive player of the year? Do you all think he has it, Brian?
1: I didn't until Monday night. Everybody turned. Everybody changed their opinions when they saw that on the national stage. Four sacks the other night. And now that he's won away, I think he is the prohibitive favorite at this point. And I believe the Vegas odds were, uh, like, He's minus fifteen hundred or so. I mean, like he's so much of a favorite right now. We we saw that come out, and I'm not sure where we saw it. It might have been our Slack channel, but yeah, really one
2: one to fourteen odds, not fourteen to one, one to fourteen
1: odds. So I I think Don't he's been crowned. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I think he's been crowned at this point. I mean, it was on prime time. It was in prime time. Yeah, you, you have to.
2: Everyone was watching, so you got to remember that too.
1: I
0: always remember his tweet that came out right when they announced Aaron Donald won it last year. And it was just a meme of Michael Jordan. And it said, and I took that personal. And that's <laughs> from the uh this ESPN uh documentary they did on the Bulls teams back in the 90s. And I took that personal. That's what he put out. That's all he tweeted. And I was like, he's gonna be freaking fired up in 2021. And he has been. He has been. Let's get this other one. Five dollars here from Steel Nation 412. Thank you very much. Says uh out of these quarterbacks. Uh, which one would you want? Carr, Minshew, Rudolph. I have another one that's not on the list, but I'll let you go first, Brian. Yeah, Just gonna throw
2: his Mariota in there. But why are you gotta ruin it, Dave? Okay. Like, yeah, if you Spoiler! So, you, Dave said it you said it every week! You said it every week! Every week! It's no surprise.
1: Jeff. It's no surprise <laughs> there's <at all. laughs> Jeff there's a remove button. You can use it if you want <laughs> to. Uh, I am really looking, at I think he's a complete wang. But I'll take de, uh, I'll take Derek Carr in a heartbeat. Um, I I don't like him, but I'll take him. And the reason I I would like a guy like this or a a bigger free agent because one of the main reasons I don't want Mason next year is that opens the door for the devil to come in in 2023 and a guy like Baker Mayfield. It it re, it really does. I think Carr. What he's done in Vegas with not a lot of help. I mean, look at the, those receivers aren't very special, especially like the last couple years when they had Tyrell Williams as their, their best wide receiver, and he was still slinging the ball for a lot. He works with the tight end really well. I would take Carr in a heartbeat, and the only problem is we would have to deal with, listen to his uh, equal, even more of a Wang brother, David. <laughs> um but I would I, I'm still taking them all right Dave what about you
2: right now the way I see it is if it's Mason Rudolph you don't have to add any more salary to your team you know and I'm not saying Mason Rudolph is great Mason Rudolph's the answer he's he's the next he you know he's he's been B meaning he's just not quite there anything I'm not saying that but what I'm also saying is if you want to do something like even, even work the offensive line even more and work on fixing that, then Mason Rudolph's not a terrible option because you have him already. Um, do we? The question is with any of those other guys is how much money do you want to spend to bring in somebody else? Or do you want to use that money on you know beefing up the offensive line or something? Use it somewhere, and it doesn't have to be on the quarterback position um, because I'm still going to go back and say it that uh, – I still think in that draft when the Cleveland Browns drafted first overall and the Pittsburgh Steelers took a quarterback in the third round that the Steelers had a better quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well, Baker Mayfield sucks. Because Baker Mayfield sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Monster 19 gives us $1.99. He says Mitch Trubisky, and that's Andrew Wilbar's pick as well. For me, mm-hmm. all of this. And, I uh, yes, I did say Mariota on Let's Ride, but it was all based on one person and that one person remaining, and that would be... One Matt Canada. Matt Canada. If Matt Canada is leaving, I don't want Mariota because I don't know who they're bringing in. I feel like Mariota in that skill set is what Matt Canada would want at quarterback. And so you have a secession plan. If you draft a quarterback, even in this draft class, which is not supposed to be that great, you might be able to get a decent quarterback, a developmental player in the second or third round that could sit. Now, the question then is what do you do with Mason Rudolph? You, know, you have him under contract. Honestly, if I'm guessing, Mason Rudolph's the quarterback next season, and yeah. it's it's probably Dwayne Haskins. They're battling it out, and they're I hope take this salary cap like you said, Dave, and fix other issues, and then hope for a quarterback of some type. Hey, afterwards.
2: I said it last season. I
0: know you did. I don't want to hear you say I told no, you. No no.
2: no, 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 I know I said that last <laughs> season about how I was much better. Fix the line. They sort of didn't do enough of it. I'm gonna say this. When it comes to quarterback, if you bring in somebody else, either go big or go home. Either really invest so who, in it.
0: who's the big fish that you would want then?
2: I don't know that there even is one. But my thing is, I mean, honestly, out of those, Derek Carr is the biggest fish out of them. He's the one who I think would cost the most. But my thing is, if you're, but if you, but if you go big, then that's your guy. He's, don't spend a ton of money to bring someone in to compete with Rudolph. Either go get someone who's going to be the guy and you know it when he walks in day one or don't bring in someone that's competition like a, I don't know if Mariota is the right guy, but like that kind of level of a quarterback, if you know what I'm saying. But that's me. I will also say this. You said about Marcus Mariota and paired with Matt Canada. Have we ever thought about there was a chance that maybe Kendrick Green is paired with Adrian Clem?
0: No, oh, that's a good point.
2: Never thought about that. Interesting. That he might not be the guy with the next guy, if you know what I mean. Just something
1: to remember. So Kendrick Green plays for the Oregon Ducks next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Love it, love
0: it. Um, just yeah, bringing said, that up. He does have you one know, more year of eligibility. So we'll, know,
1: if I can you know, jump in real quick, you know, Dave, I I agree with Dave to the point too. Um, if they don't bring a quarterback in next season, it's not the the worst thing in the world. They can they can do that. They they really need to fix other things, and with that money, they can do that. If they don't think drafting the guy is right right there right now, that's fine. But there's so many things that they can fix, and there's so many things that they can do.
0: Anyone hear Ben's comments on Nason Rudolph during his Wednesday? I did pretty interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. He said he felt that uh, if him not being there is going to be really, really good for him. He said it's different when you're preparing, when you have a legitimate chance to be the starter, the full-time starter, than when you're just like, you have that entrenched starter there. So I thought that was pretty interesting. All right, uh, Clem's tattoos gives us two dollars. Says A B said you can't regulate or speculate. I think that's the proper pronunciation he used as well. So uh, thank you for the uh, did speculate.
1: you watch that whole cameo thing? <laughs> I loved it. it.
2: I watched half of it and my I, I was I was uh, where was I? I was somewhere else where I was sitting in my car and my my signal went out. I'm like, it it's a not worth it It's not worth The rest of it. <laughs>
0: Regulate and speculate. Uh Rajon uh 39 gives us dollar ninety nine. Name we didn't bring up, Joshua Dobbs says Dobbs fits Canada systems. Anyone giving Joshua Dobbs a shot
2: next season? He's he's gonna be there. Why else do you think they put him on IR for the season? Well, I know, but he's gonna be in camp. Yeah. I honestly I will tell you this I think there is a greater chance that Joshua Dobbs is in Steelers training camp than Dwayne Haskins.
0: Do you think that regardless of let's say it's Mason? Haskins and Dobbs in camp next year. Do you think it is a legitimate open competition? The best player that plays like training camp and practice and preseason is going to be the starter, or do you think that it's going to be Mason's job to lose? Brian, what do you think?
1: I think it's going to be Mason's job to lose. If that's the situation that they are in, I would be the odds that I would put on, Dwayne Haskins being a starting quarterback coming out of camp for any team, they would be a gazillion to one at this point because he had his spotlight last year. They did everything they could to make him look good, but that was against threes and fours, and when he was against ones and twos, especially in that Carolina game, he was dreadful. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Good talk. Let's uh, let's. I
2: didn't get to answer the question.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you. Yeah.
2: No. No. But no. I agree with Brian. I would say it's Masons to lose. Not, not a ton. But meaning. It's not like it's a definite open competition that if they play, if when if somebody's barely better than someone else, that they're going to go with that person. I would say someone would have to be significantly better than Mason Rudolph for them to go to him. But I don't know that he'd be given. He was. He's not going to be given a huge gap like like some other one, like other people could possibly be. So it would be his to lose, but maybe not as big a gap to start.
0: I will say I think that if Dobbs doesn't want to pursue rocket science, that he could definitely go into the coaching ranks. I could see him being a Byron Leftwich type that you know he's very analytical. People trust him. Ben trusted him more than anyone else, probably on the sidelines. So uh if it doesn't work out as him as a player, but so okay. You all want to do a little over-under here for the last week of the season, Ravens yeah. week.
2: All right. Did we want to do the injury report or anything? Uh sure. I mean, we haven't really talked much about them playing the Ravens this week. we um, talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we've talked a ton. But I was just going to say, um, what, what's going on with the Steelers' offensive line? Because you've got Dan Moore Jr. missed two days. Kendrick Green's missed the last two days. Um, Kevin Dodson's not been activated from injured reserve. Kendrick Green's on the COVID list. That's four of the five starters that's, that started the majority of games this season.
0: I would be that curious. Aren't of, that, so...
2: that aren't practicing right now. So if Trey
0: Turner doesn't, oh, if Trey Turner Dotson's doesn't play, still, yeah. If Trey Turner doesn't play, and Dotson gets activated,
2: that's what I think happens there.
0: Do they put Dotson at right and keep Laglou at left, or do they put Laglou at right and Great put Dotson at left? What do for, you think
2: for CMO to answer? Yeah, <laughs> I'm
0: asking you what C. you think.
2: Whatever, whoever does better, whoever's more comfortable on on which side, um, based on practice, which we are privy to.
0: Well, Dotson did play on the right in college. Yes, he did. He does have that. Brian, what would you do there?
1: Um, Disco, Simo, I I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would actually keep LeGlue where he is and think that uh, if you keep LeGlue where he is, I think Dotson can adjust. I kind of like what is doing, and I'm anxious to see him in camp next year, I I want to see that. I think he's uh, doing everything he can to earn a spot. Mm-hmm. You still have you still have the Joe Hags of the world to stick in a few places. Uh, mm-hmm. This offensive line could be okay next week.
0: Okay, so let's look at tackle. That's what I was going to ask. So if uh, Big Dan Moore doesn't play, hasn't practiced yet this week, do you move Chooks to left and get Dick give Zach Banner a start to say? let's see what he can actually do or do you put joe Hague out there dave
2: what do you think uh part of me's almost saying hey let's let's pop Chooks to the left and put banner in there just if he's ready you know but if he's not ready now then what was the point you know do they might need it as much to know if they're going to pay him pay him the money next year or save the 5 million dollars by releasing him you know, maybe that's the. I know you don't want to do that with the playoffs hanging in the balance, but unless they know for sure that wow, Joe Heg is head and shoulders above Zach Banner, Joe, and it's better to to put Heg at left. I will tell you this: I'm pretty sure, and I'm I'm trying to check it right now, but this would be according to OverTheCap.com. I am I am fairly certain that if Joe Heg starts and plays this game, then then the Steelers will only have one. Um, you know, even if he, even if he doesn't right now, Joe Haig is counting in the compensatory formula. He's not over the 25% sn- of the snaps mark, but he might go that high if they play him this week. I'll have to do the math here sometime.
1: Okay. So yeah.
2: I don't, but that. I, so in other words, I don't know if that's going to factor in. Cause I know some people think that, um, some sometimes, but yeah, that's just, uh, yeah. this has to be based on practice. Cause we haven't
1: seen these guys right. enough on the fi- on the field to know. What do you think, Brian, at, at tackle? I would say Chooks to the left, definitely, and that's a hard thing for me to say without reflux popping up into my throat. Um, but in Zach Banner at the right tackle with a quick hook if you have to make one.
0: All right. Um, Lamar Jackson, by the way, has not practiced yet for the Baltimore Ravens, nope. and also uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown found his way on the injury report with an ankle injury. Um, that was on today, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't, I don't remember him on there on Wednesday. They've had a long injury list. They're pretty beat up at certain positions. Owe the rookie, he hasn't practiced yet all week with a foot injury. Mm -hmm. So, uh, some names of note. Now a lot can change. Lamar's a guy that can play on Sunday without practicing. We've shown that more than once.
2: Did you see any footage of him last week? The one day they had him come back. (laughs)
0: Yeah, did you also oh, see the field? Goodness. What do they do? Practice in a cow pasture? What's up with that field? Yeah. Like
2: But I'm just like, it was like
0: he was limping around. He could I remember. mean,
2: yeah, it, it, I, I don't I can't even think of a good analogy right now.
0: It, it, well, you're taking a mobile quarterback and you're removing the mobile yeah. <laughs> from the quarterback.
2: Yeah. I mean it reminds me of remember in college when was when, at Marshall when left which the lineman had yeah. to pick him up and run him down the field because he yeah. was out there playing hurt. Um, is that really what they want to do? They're, the well, Steelers
0: they, with DJ Watt coming after him? Well, yeah, and you already said it, they're the most sacked team in the NFL. Yeah, with mobile quarterbacks. Could you imagine Lamar without being able to run? RG3.
2: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> if Lamar <Yeah>. loses <laughs> no, that ability, no, you're right.
0: RG three could run
2: after he got hurt, after, after the after hurt. they ruined him and brought him back too soon. That's what killed his career. Yeah, he Shanahan. was never quite the same.
0: He was Shanahan.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Shanahan. And Jeff, you were right. Marquise Brown was not on the injury list on Wednesday, but was added
1: on Thursday. Right. I didn't think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's a Steelers killer, I think. Yeah.
2: Hollywood? Well, all right. Hopefully he's out since the chances of Deontay Johnson being back is slim to none. Okay, let's do some over under. We'll
0: talk about this game that way. Uh, ben Roethlisberger passing yards. I did not see 123 coming on Monday <laughs> Night Football on 46 attempts, so this is a stab in the dark. I'm going to go 215. 215. The Ravens have the worst pass defense in the league, I believe. Uh, they don't have cornerbacks that anyone knows their name. 215 is the number. Dave, over under.
2: Who? I'm going to say under because it's supposed to rain the whole time. Is it? Um yes it is. It's supposed to it's supposed to rain a lot. That kind of put a put a rain on my parade where I considered going to the game, but uh I I I'm like maybe maybe not. But uh yeah, I'm the reason unless a wide receiver catches a short pass and busts it for a long run, um is is the only way I see it going over 215. I could see it more around the 1 the 195 range. Brian over
1: under 215? I love everything Dave Schofield just said. So I'm going to say <laughs> yes, I'm going to say under as well, especially with, you know, I, I really think that Najee Harris is they're going to try to run him a good bit and get him going and jumpstart his sophomore year and jumpstart. If they make the playoffs, jumpstart that and establishing the running game cannot be a one week uh, a, a one-week tally. They, they've they got to do a little bit more than that, and I think they're going to do everything they can to do that.
0: Speaking of Najee Jerome Harris, uh, let's do him. It's rushing yards, 105. 105. Dave, over, under?
1: I'll go over.
0: Ooh, okay. Brian?
1: I have no reason not to go over.
0: Okay. I mean, he's been under a lot this season, but I'm going to go uh, under. I'm actually going to go under. I think it's going to be around 90, 95. He'll have a good game. It's but the I'm number
2: under. one run defense, but...
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, the Steelers now thinking. feel
2: like they have something to prove as well. I think that's true.
0: So with Deontay Johnson, now we're going to go with Ray Ray McLeod targets <laughs> uh, <laughs> eight and a half. Eight and a half is the number. Uh, Dave's laughing, so Brian will go with you first. Over, under.
1: His jersey number's 14. Go over. He's going to have more than his jersey number. In fact, they might, over sign, yeah, they might just sign Ryan Switzer to, to, to throw to Switzer. He's on they IR. No, they, they'll pull him off IR yeah. just, just so they have somebody to throw to. He
0: and, and Daniel Hunter. All no. right, let's go. To- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I Jeff, you started with Brian. I don't even know what number you said, but whatever it was, I'll say over. <laughs> eight I'll say over. I, eight, I'll, eight I'll, I'll just say
0: over. <laughs> eight and a half was the number. So you said over. I'm going to go with over as well. Now, this next number, I'm actually keeping the same as I had last week. Chase Claypool yards receiving. Again, you know, you're losing Deontay Johnson. You would think that he would see increased targets and have more opportunities. He's got to cash in on him, and as uh, Pittsburgh Dad said, he has to be able to stand up. Um, 45 and a half is the number
1: uh, for yardage. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Over-under. I get burned by this all the time. Last week, I didn't. I was right last week. I just uh, I just don't see him doing anything this year, but I'm going to just just hope that he can get over, and I'm going to say he's going to.
2: Okay. Dave, over-under. I'll go over, but if Johnson somehow miraculously ends up off the COVID list, then that changes.
0: Okay. I'm going to go with over as well. James Washington receptions. Now, this is again that we're talking about if Deontay Johnson doesn't play. I'm going to go two and a half. Brian Anthony Davis over under.
1: Under. I don't believe in him right now. I don't think the Steelers believe in him right now.
0: Yeah.
2: Dave, what do you think? I'm going over because, frankly, Someone's got to catch the ball if Deontay Johnson's not there. I mean, no Deontay, no Juju, my goodness. Could you imagine realizing that, was gonna, that that's what you would have going into the last week of the season and still have the possibility of the playoffs? Yeah. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, the number I had in my head was four.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with uh, under two. TJ Watt sacks Trent Jordan, two and a half is the number over under, Brian.
1: I'm going to actually say under But he is still going to not just tie the record. He's going to break Michael Strahan's record. I would feel better if Brett Favre was the quarterback and just go down easy like (laughs) like Strahan got the record. But no, I I think he's going to get it. But I I think two. Two.
0: So uh, he is. I'd say 2023 is the unofficial record. Am I right? Yeah. I think I saw Jeffrey Benedict write that or said it somewhere that 23 is the unofficial. They didn't count those. Just like Gene, Big Daddy, uh, Lipscomb, his was it Bubba Baker,
1: I think it was Bubba Baker, maybe 1978. Something like that. I'm not but sure. Still,
0: I wanted to break both. But Dave, over under two and a half.
2: I am going to go over because this is the most sacked team in the NFL. Uh, TJ had three and a half last time. I'm going to go with three. I'm going to say he breaks the record. Not just ties the record, but breaks the record before halftime. And then he gets another one in the second half.
0: Wow. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go push, get two and a half and um, (laughs) breaking my own rules. <laughs> so, all right, let's go. You uh, set the
2: number, no? Know, of course, yeah, you would push.
0: <laughs> Team sacks, total sacks for the by the Steelers. At, at they coming off nine. I just don't feel like they're going to do that again. Even though the Ravens get take a lot of sacks, I, mean, I said four and a half. So, thinking TJ is going to do most of the damage. Brian, what do you think? Over under?
1: Let's go with uh let's go with under. But they're going to get four. All right, Dave.
2: Me, I am going crazy. I'm going to do the unthinkable. I'm going to say they're going over. They're going to get eight.
0: Ooh. And get to to 60. 60. (laughs) Because I heard you on the stat key. Okay.
2: Could Uh, you imagine 17 sacks in the last two weeks of the season? We go from 43 to 60. That would be completely insane.
0: But, yeah. The kids would say epic. Okay. uh, (laughs) Takeaways. One and a half. Steelers takeaways. Brian over under.
1: You know what kind of depends who the quarterback is for me. If it's Lamar, I'm definitely saying over. If it's not Lamar, I'm going to say under.
0: I don't know if has Huntley been turning the ball over at all. I don't even know. He he doesn't
1: do it as he he can, but I I don't think he
0: does it as much. Okay. Dave over under one and a half.
2: Uh, Let's go 2 we'll go over.
0: I'm going to go under with one. And last one, the Baltimore Ravens rushing totals. This is as a team. I have it at 108.
2: So, Brian, over. One yard more than the last time, right? Yep. It was 107 last time. I know.
0: Yeah.
2: Over. Oh, okay. Dave? Uh, I think they'll go over as well, but not much.
0: I'm going to go over. I I don't think the Steelers keep a team like that under 100 uh, like they did against Cleveland last week, so I'll go over. All right. There you go. Um, Do we have any other news to talk about before we get to trivia?
2: I'm surprised you didn't go Ben Roethlisberger touchdowns. Because you know why? He's three away from Dan Marino and four away from Phillip Rivers. I'm telling you, that's Is why the Steelers just, stopped right, I, passing, I get it. running the ball at the end of the game when they got close. He were trying to get Ben another touchdown, but I don't think he gets I
0: it. I get it, but I don't think he throws three or four touchdowns in a game. No, not at this stage. No, and not without Deontay Johnson. Not without Deontay, and without Deontay,
2: Deontay Johnson. Johnson. Okay. Maybe he'll right. work move right. twice or something.
0: Maybe I, I <laughs> would know. love it. I would love nothing more. But okay, let's go to Brian mm-hmm. Anthony Davis for some
1: trivia. All right. So we're going to start this out with uh, something that I received for Christmas. And I'm going to be doing this the next few weeks. I'm going to ask you to name this player. We're going to give you just about five seconds for the first one. If you need another question, if you need another clue, you ask for the clue. You could have up to five clues. You should not need five clues. We're going to start off with a very tough one. This gentleman starred at John Muir High School in California before enrolling at the University of Colorado. Cordell Stewart. No. no. Oh, who was the defendant? No. Charles Johnson. No. Ah shares first and last name with the horse trainer who won his first triple crown race with cloud computing at the 2017 Preakness Stakes
2: I don't know who was the other guy they drafted from Colorado
1: they they, in the 90s they drafted everybody from I know that was the thing Uh. NFL career consisted of two stints with the Steelers, two with the Patriots, and an eight year stop in Seattle.
0: Two with the Steelers, two with two stints with the Steelers. You said
1: Patriots, yes, and how long in in Seattle? Eight year stop in Seattle. Gee, I, Played inside linebacker. I, I was, was the- going to say, wasn't that? I, I didn't even answer. I was going to say, what that? I was going to go with Chad Brown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Played inside linebacker for the Steelers, but moved outside in 1996 when starter Greg Lloyd was lost for the season. Indeed, it is Chad Brown.
0: I would have gotten in the last one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I.
1: I oh, there's I, one more, though. There, there was one more. It okay. Was, uh, it was uh, the fact that he re- registered a career-high 13 sacks for the Steelers in 96, earning the first of his two All-Pro selections in a 15-year career. Chad Brown. I don't know. Did you like that?
2: Yeah, There's I do. Fun. All right, do another there.
1: one. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Right? Oh, here's a good one. Skipped his senior season at Notre Dame to enter the NFL draft. Jerome Bettis would be too obvious. I'm going, I'm going D- Stefan to it. Picked off Andy Dalton ah! in a 2015 win over the Bengals to record his first career interception. Notre Dame. Notre Dame interception. It, it is Steph to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right on the sidearm pass and Andy Dalton broke his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Racked yeah. up a career-high 11 <laughs> sacks during the 2020 NFL season. Yeah, that would have given posted it away. <laughs> on social media, that the 10-0 Steelers game against Washington should be an easy one just before Pittsburgh suffered its first loss of 2020 and a 6-6 defensive end selected by the Steelers in the second round of the 2014 NFL draft. Now, these cards, the way they have the cards set up, I got this for Christmas, by the way. Five, four, three, two, and one. So you've those are how it's all set up.
0: That's awesome. It's a good gift.
1: All right, we're doing this every week.
2: There
0: you go. All I right, love Dave.
1: it. A,
2: yeah. You know what I say? I don't have to look up trivia anymore because I lo- I really <laughs> like this. Ryan. this is fun. Or except, I'll. We might ruin it because if whatever if we all three get together, we'll probably sit there and go through the whole day. <laughs> yeah, so, we would. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you ready for mine? Yeah. Here we go. Najee Harris became
0: the. His middle name is Jerome.
2: (laughs) Najee, not Jerome Harris, became the 10th running back in Steelers history to start 16 games this past week. And he will become the first to start 17 regular season games. Um, I completely missed the mark on that. I'm like, oh, man, if he gets over 12, that's good. Just because you know what happens with running backs. So, because of that, can you name the other nine? Some of them did it multiple years. But yeah. So you they started, started 16 games.
0: So it doesn't have to be a rookie year.
2: No, it not, not the rookie year. It as a, was a Pittsburgh okay. Steelers running back that started all 16 games in a season. I don't think
0: Lev Bell ever did. He did he one time did he 2014. Okay. That was what I my guess, but I thought he got hurt, but that was the playoffs.
1: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: okay, to um, see,
1: we we definitely have to see Franco. Franco did it uh, three times in 78, 81, and 83. And because keep in mind that until 1978, they only played 14 games in a season. Exactly.
0: Did Barry Foster do it in '94? Barry
2: Foster did not. No. Wow. Nope.
0: Frank Morris Pollard.
2: Okay, Bam Morris was a no. Frank Pollard was a yes in 1985.
1: I love Frank Pollard. Let's go with Dick Hoke. That would no, be... no, no, no. He would have never been able, he's never been able to play 16 games. Yeah, he
2: was he was before 78 was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude. Come
1: on, there's some easy ones left. Mendenhall. Mendenhall,
2: 2010. Bettis? Bettis, twice, 99 and 2000. I thought he was a given.
1: I thought we said (laughs) No. I was like, oh. Merrill Hodge.
2: Merrill Hodge, 89 and 91.
1: Yeah. Okay, I doubt this, but let me go with uh, Tim Worley. Nope. Okay, I didn't think so.
2: Walter Abercrombie? Twice, eighty-five and eighty-six, because
1: I mean, Abercrombie
2: left. and and Pollard both started all sixteen games in nineteen eighty-five. And I will tell you, there was somebody else. One of the ones you're missing is already with someone that you've guessed in the same year. Fast Willie. That is true, but that's not who I was talking about. Yep, Fast Willie Parker in oh, two thousand six. Oh, oh, come on, Rocky. Rocky,
0: how many of you left? That's
2: it. That's all oh, of them. Okay. I didn't know if you'd get Pollard because he was technically the fullback, right? I'm a huge Pollard <laughs> fan. Yeah. So, yep, that was it. Oh, there's another one that almost counted, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't playing fullback that year. I wasn't sure you could have said Dave. No, David Johnson.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: I don't know if he was fullback or tight end that year. He he did so, start 60 so games one season. Not John. That, that's the one. No, not Dwyer. No, um, Jeff. We we have a we have a super chat from twenty minutes ago. Should I finally yeah, bring it I got up?
0: It is monster nineteen. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He gives dollar. I'm waiting. Yeah, he said, it pains me to say it, but Duval. Obviously, he's rooting. We're all rooting for the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend uh, to beat the Indianapolis Colts. the Steelers take care of business, and they take care of business. Dave, I thought your statistic on Stat Geek about how the Jaguars haven't lost to the Colts in Jacksonville since what 2014? 2014. 2014. That's incredible.
2: Well, nice. when Jacksonville was the home team, so I know, at least, like I said, at least one of those games was in London.
0: Here's another super chat uh, from Rajon39 it says Sims uh, is close to DJ play him. That's a practice squad receiver. Um, yeah. I can't. You're going to have
2: to bring one up if
0: it might be him, or it out. might be the Anthony with Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller's
2: the other one.
1: He's
0: Don't another. forget Rico Bussy.
2: Yeah. oh Bussy. Yeah, Bussy's back off the injury list. The other two guys are back off the COVID list. It could be any of them, or Tyler Vaughn's is the other option.
1: Tyler Vaughn's that guy, every other week. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. He's gone. He's back. He's gone. He's back. It's like mm-hmm. Steven Johnson from a couple years ago in LJ Fort. They're just like boop, 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 boop.
2: no, no, no. Or the great practiced one day. The old good old Sutton Smith. Oh, <laughs> Sutton <laughs> Smith. Still around, for one day. Yeah, he yeah, I saw him sign somewhere on a practice. Or, I think New Orleans or something. something he was like in that. Seattle for a little bit. Yeah
0: for a cup of coffee literally. All right, let's do some final thoughts here. Brian, go man, ahead.
1: Man, we're talking about the Steelers playing on a game on January 9th. Now, they play they've played in January so many times before, but that's the playoffs. It's a regular season game, and it's really cool. We this helps save January. What happens if the miracle happens and Jacksonville wins? And something that I know I've brought up a lot, not a lot of people have brought this up, but it's really weird to think that in the last six years, when the Colts were on the road playing Jacksonville, and the reason I use the phrase on the road, it's because they played in London once in the last six years. All six of those games, five in Jacksonville and one in London, the Colts have lost. So when you go to bed at night and you say your prayers, Think of Lloyd Christmas. So you say (laughs) there's a chance because it could happen. Last year, Jeff Hartman was knocked out of the survivor pool on week one. And the reason being, Jacksonville beat the Colts. <laughs> the
2: one time they won
1: all season. And the one, that's it. That's the best part. I've never, been,
0: I've never been so happy to be eliminated from something in my life, though, and that it happened in week one made my life so much easier because I didn't have to remember to put in my pick every week.
2: Hey, I know Brian might not be done, but Brian got knocked out. Why? Because he didn't even make a
1: pick. Well, in my defense, I thought you could – I've been in survivor pools before where you can pick the Monday night game. You can pick, but just as long as you pick it before they play. So I thought it was like fantasy roles. You yeah. can do that. I was wrong because I don't read directions. Ask yeah. my wife. We've learned. I'm done.
2: Yeah. Right. Enjoy this
1: weekend though, man. Enjoy it. January football is so fun and they've got something to play for.
0: I can't think of anything but dumb and dumber that scene with Jim Carrey when he's come a long way to see you, Mary. Just give it to me straight.
2: <laughs> what was what? What One was A million. A million talk.
0: <laughs> Anyways, Dave, final thoughts go. Ahead.
2: Final thoughts. Hey, if you didn't catch Stat Geek this morning, you missed out on some good stuff because uh, Ben Roethlisberger, when he starts in the regular season finale for the Pittsburgh Steelers, He's 11-0, and 0, baby. He's never lost one. So uh, we don't want to send him out, um, you know, doing something against that streak. So they should just bench him. No, I mean, no, they, they need to take care of business. So this game should be fun. I am not going in with any angst about the postseason because you're asking – I mean, a 15-point underdog, come on. Is it possible? Yeah, It is. But you know what? I'm wanting to just go in and enjoy this last Steelers game for this year. Try to get an idea of, you know, is there something different with the offensive line? Is it the coach? Is it the – the what what other things that we're doing, the way they're pairing them up? There's lots of things to learn from this game. But most importantly, if the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't going to qualify for the postseason, at least win the game. At least do your part. Because when we looked at this – a While ago, going in the last quarter of the season when there was four games left, you're like, hey, if the Steelers go three and one, they have a pretty good chance. Well, they could go three and one and still not make it in. Why don't you go that three and one where you took down the number one, the current number one seed in the FC, you lost on the road to the number two seed, and then you finish it off taking care of business in your own division. I'm really excited. I'm not I'm not nearly as nervous about this game. I'm more excited for it because I just want to see if they can build on what they established Monday night because I think they really showed what they're capable of, and I want to see if they can do it more than one time.
0: Amen. I agree 100%. And uh, on that note, we just want to make sure that everyone enjoys this final Ben Roethlisberger game. Just enjoy all of it. Take it all in. At face value, nothing less, nothing more. And make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. dot Should be your one stop shop for all things Steelers. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you search Steelers or behind the steel curtain, subscribe and follow so you get all of our content, not just that that's uh, simulcast on Facebook and YouTube. You get all of our audio content, like Dave Stat Geek, like my Let's Ride podcast. So make sure you check that out. All right, Dave, for the last time in the regular season, why don't you send us off?
2: Hey.
0: All right, we'll see you next week. Maybe we'll be talking about the playoffs. Who the heck knows? We'll see you.